an LSA industry status check and Sebring recap from the show's chairman. I'm Paul Plack, and this is Aero News. Welcome in to the special feature. Thanks for the download. The U.S. Sport Aviation Expo in Sebring each January provides an opportunity to reflect on the status of the industry as a whole, the LSA segment, and hopes for both in the new year. Jim Campbell caught up with Expo Chairman Bob Wood during this year's event to get his thoughts, starting with an encouraging-looking opening day crowd. It was the best Thursday we've ever had. There's no doubt about that. They packed in. Of course, part of that might be that they're good weather readers, too, and, <laughs> and Friday it was going to rain, so Thursday they came. Friday was a good day starting maybe 10 o'clock in the morning. They were a little slow coming in, but we filled up pretty well that day, too. Today's been gangbusters. Parking lot full. Not as many fly-ins today, but it's been windy, low ceilings. So. What is your observation on the year just passed and uh, looking forward for LSA? Where are we at? I'd call it maturing. I think that if you look over the seven shows that we've had, from a little bitty show at the beginning until now, the quality of aircraft, the quality of other associated items, the quality of businesses, I think the whole industry is maturing. I would also say that there's some distance to go in a few areas, but I'm glad to see some initiatives between LAMA and some others to move forward and try to spur that. Any high points so far? Anything that uh, really stands out from this year's event or at least from your experience with getting ready for this event? Well, one of the good things is that the rotorcraft people came down in a little bit more strength and they say next year we're going to be here in big strength. So that's very positive for us. And you may have noticed our exhibits, particularly for indoor exhibits, have changed substantially. All the inside exhibits in one area, it looks professional. It attracts a crowd, it appeals to exhibitors, so that's a big change for us. Costs more, but, you know, you have to do what you have to do. Well, certainly it seems that the interest maintains. We've been talking, though, for a long time that we expected at some point that a fair amount of this industry was going to disappear and and that there was going to be at some point uh, a drawdown to the quote-unquote serious players versus the folks and the mom and the pops who probably couldn't uh, hang on that long. But it hasn't happened yet, although we see signs now that it may actually be in the works. Uh, Good, bad, and different. What's your thoughts on all that? Well, people have been predicting the end of the world for a long time, but it never quite comes. Sure, there's going to be some shakeout, but on the other hand, there are new companies coming into the business. We've got people here at Sebring you know, one or two man operation with a couple of wives helping out and they're building airplanes, have been and seem to be successful. Tom Carr with the Excalibur, for instance. I just don't see them all drying up and going away, even though I think the economy would say maybe they should. But, you know, they keep hanging in there and the economy will get better and more planes will be sold and so on. I don't know if any planes have been sold except for two. Pipistrelle. Motor Glider announced to me or told me yesterday that he had received two $15,000 deposits since the show started here. I really haven't talked to many about that. I don't because I think whatever I'd get would be very anecdotal and maybe not very meaningful uh, as far as how many have been sold or so on and so forth. American Legend says we don't sell planes here. We sell planes at Sun and Fun from the contacts we make here. 
Well, we've actually talked to a couple of the vendors on the inside. One of them, uh, the Mach 5 uh, headset rep, mm -hmm. basically said he sold everything he had. Yes, that's very true. I heard that also. And uh, I haven't found any vendors who said, gee, it wasn't very good. No. You know, we've had Kit Fox come in all the way from Idaho. And I said, coming back next year. And he said, gee, it's been an awful good show. I'd really like to bring three planes, but it's 2,500 nautical miles. Yeah, I think I'll be back, you know. Especially for the, the island hop. I think you like that. Well, I, that's a good idea, you know, that they're putting on behind this, a little hop around Florida with a number of aircraft. Some initiative and some imagination by some exhibitors or businesses. Yeah. Well, there is some of that, but still so much of the industry really has to understand that to be in the business of aviation, you still have to be in the business of business, to coin the phrase that Dave Jewell uses all the time. Mm -hmm. I think that's correct, but I think that's part of maturing that I talked about. People sometimes feel like if they're pressing their customer too hard, they'll drive him off. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, they have to press hard enough to get an identity, get a contact, get a way to keep going with them after everybody leaves Sebring. For this year's event, what changed? Uh, what uh, upgrades did you bring to the event this year? And uh, more important, as this event progresses, we're in day three of, of four days. What, uh, what are you looking at for the future? Well, the biggest single change we've made this year is having the FAA run the control tower. In the past, we had a contract control tower, a small operation relatively. This year, we have a much more robust operation with the FAA, and they are controlling both the light sport operation and as well as the itinerant GA that's coming in and out. And I was very concerned about this at the outset. Will our pilots react negatively? Will they not want to fly? Will the air traffic control people find difficulties with us? And so far, it's worked out very, very well. I've heard just minor issues from some pilots, actually two pilots. I've found very positive issues with two pilots. It's kind of a wash there, and ATC seems to be happy with us and with our community of light sport flyers. So that's important, too. Where do you go from here? More, bigger, better try to find places to put more exhibits, and I could expand a little bit next year, but we can't go too far in, with the same footprint. Mm -hmm. We're looking in the long term probably to relocate to another part of the airport. I was wondering about that. But that takes a development of infrastructure, that takes some investment, and those kinds of things. But at some point, we'll see the airport developing infrastructure around the other side of the runway, uh, building more taxiways out in that direction. There'll be more than more geography. Maybe we can do our own campgrounds, our own parking lots, our own area, where we're not so competitive with other activities on, on the airport. In a moment, could the FAA's definition of LSA change and open more opportunity? You are listening to a special feature from Aero News. Freedom through performance. At Cirrus, performance is not simply the measurement of a single design parameter. Rather, it's a total package. It's optimum balance of speed, efficiency, comfort, safety, ease of flight, and quality. We call it Cirrus Flying 2.0. Aren't you ready to feel the freedom? 
Diamond Aircraft's new DA40 Diamond Star XL includes all popular diamond options, combined with a sensational new Garmin GFC 700 Autopilot, a higher performance power plant, and increased gross weight. This makes the Diamond Star XL the perfect choice for affordable personal flying. The Diamond Star XL features equipment and enhancements that increase performance, capability, safety, convenience, and comfort. Visit Diamond on the web at www.diamondair.com or call 888-359-3220. Welcome back to the Aero News Special Feature. ANN's Jim Campbell is talking with Bob Wood in Sebring about the LSA industry segment. Do you see LSA's de- basic definition right now being able to withstand uh, the influence at this point that people are trying to put on the FAA? As far as the technicalities of the rules, you know, I'm really the wrong guy to answer. I run a show. I try to do the best I have, I can do. If they change the rules, I'll modify the show as needed to accommodate those rules. It's a gangbusters segment of aviation. It's the only one that's really growing, in my opinion. We had uh, Craig Fuller down from AOPA, went away saying AOPA is going to be more involved here. So that's a a bright light, too, when you get people of that caliber and level of thought interested in what you're doing. It shows that not necessarily the Sebring show, but the LSA community is going to be heard. Some of the more popular regional fly-ins are having a really tough time in this economy surviving, and yet Sebring each year continues to grow, even through the last couple of years of quote-unquote economic downturn. Is it possible that uh, a considerable part of our future from a standpoint of being able to market products and draw people in is going to be in more dedicated, targeted shows, not just by region, but by subject like LSA? Well, it may be. And there is another LSA show in Mount Vernon, Illinois, every year. And Chris is growing that show. And and that, yeah, we tried to help him as best we could a couple of years ago to get started. But the other thing is this. The regional shows that you talk about, most of them are businesses with paid staff and fringe benefits and cars and expense accounts and those kinds of things. We're an organization totally of volunteers, no paid staff, and so we can survive on a little bit lower budget. We charge less for the booths. We charge less for admissions. But we get a lot of help, too. People recognize and the community recognize that we're not a big money outfit. So they'll work with us on advertising rates. They'll work with us on those kinds of things that help us continue to be there. We want to be able to have a venue that our sector, light sport, can be well represented. They can demonstrate their wares. They can sell to their products. We can get people to our county and on our airport and that was why we did it. It's an economic development tool to bring business to the airport, bring business to the county and that's why we all volunteer to do this. Bob Wood is the chairman of the U.S. Sport Aviation Expo in Sebring, Florida. Find the show's official website at www.sport-aviation-expo.com. Jim Campbell is the founder, CEO, and editor-in-chief of ANN. You've been listening to a special feature from Aero News. Find us on the web at aero-news.net. I'm Paul Platt. Thanks for listening. Have a clear and unlimited day.